Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another week, another episode of Wrestling with the Future. You know, what makes us different from everybody else is we're not afraid to take the deep dive. We're not afraid to get controversial when need be. Need well, no is one of those nights. Yep. Well, we got uh, an update on the Jordan Miles situation. Yep. And the Jim Cornette situation. But before we even go there, there's one critical component to this show that I have to address. And that is my esteemed affable co-host. He is the walking encyclopedia Britannica of all things wrestling, Jeff the Ref Robinson. Hey, Jeff, how are you? Hey, 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 how are we doing? I'll tell you what, it's been a crazy, crazy last 24 hours as far as this whole Jim Cornette thing goes. It sure has. Fill me in. Tell me, you know what? It goes back to Tuesday night, so here we are Thursday, so I guess 48 hours. But Okay, now, Jeff, for for the the one or two people living under a rock <laughs> that don't know who, what who haven't heard, let's, let's recap what happened. <laughs> um. I'll say this. We will not say what his quote was. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, just because uh, it, it is definitely a very sensitive subject. And um, some people de deemed it, you know, a, a racist comment. Some people have said it's not. There's a controversy in and of itself. Absolutely. I'll say this. If you guys want to know what his comment was, go back and, and you'll find it. It's all over the internet. You can't miss yeah. it. Um, but... Basically, NWA Power airs at 605 on YouTube on Tuesdays. Jim Cornette is a commentator for them. He said his, he uh, during the middle of Nick Aldis and Trevor Murdoch's match, he made right. a comment during commentary that a lot of people deemed very controversial as soon as they heard it. And, and some people deemed it immediately racist and offensive. Exactly. And now... Here, I mean, here's the thing. What he said, it goes all the way back to 1986 when he first said it. He has said it on multiple occasions on in Smoky Mountain. He said it on WWF TV. He said it on WWF pay-per-view. Absolutely. I understand different day, different time, different era. Right. What he What he was commenting on... I mean, you know, he, 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 he we have to kind of tiptoe around this, but I will just tell people this. It involves a piece of fried chicken. Well, yeah, here we go. You know what? Here we go. This does not reflect the views of me or Angelo or our podcast. I will say what he said. He was talking about Trevor Murdoch. I will go there. And that way we're not beating around the subject and nobody can accuse us, accuse us of trying to. Yeah, he well, said, it's already out there, you know. Said, it, Trevor Murdoch is so tough, he could take a motor scooter and ride through Ethiopia with a bucket of fried chicken tied around his neck and come out unscathed. He said it originally about Big Bubba Rogers. I couldn't tell you who else he has said yeah. it about. Point being, he's trying to get same, across. Same line changed the name. Right, and he's, he's basically saying it to get across how tough somebody is. Right. Now, let me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna I want to. I want to tell everybody. I'm gonna take you back to a time period back in the 1980s. Angelo can vouch for this as well. He's a, he's 20 years older than me, but I can remember this as a child growing up. He can remember it as an adult growing up. Throughout the 80s, we were bombarded <sighs> on our nightly news with the starvation and the drought going on over in the continent of Africa, <laughs> Ethiopia being one of the hardest hit. There were jokes it, 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 to the point where, you know, they had the um, the 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 you, uh, adopted African child, you know, for you know fifty cent a day and and whatever, and, and it became to the point. And I hate to say this, but as a society, as Americans, I, I all races became numb almost to to the plight that was going on over there right it led to the usa for africa concert it led to the we are the world album multi-million selling single done by michael jackson along with a host right. of other artists but that being said not that it's right or wrong not that it's right but 
his he said it during a time when comedians of all races were making jokes. I was going to school right, right. and kids were making jokes about the starvation in Africa right. and, and jokes that they had. It's not a joke about black people or even Ethiopians or even making fun of them starving. Well, and therein lies the, the issue. And that's the crux of the issue. Right. That's why people deemed it. In fact, I'm going to read something here in a moment. But people immediately attached to it. And you know, Jeff, they immediately attached a racial stereotype. Yes. To the comment. Yeah. The, in, the inference being the chicken and Ethiopia. Yeah. And, and that was not really what it was. Like I said, it's sensitive right. to the real problem of the starvation going on over there, and that's still to this day a problem. Well, let me read this, and then we can discuss it. Go. This comes from Yahoo News, and the source credited is lordsofpain.com or .net. We're not sure, but it's Lords of Pain. You can find them wherever, I guess. Uh, here's the headline. Last strike for Cornette, a, a secret kept from everyone. In a follow-up to Jim Cornette's resignation from NWA, he was on probation for quite some time. Cornette had already received several strikes from management and was walking on thin ice. It's been said that no one knew of Cornette's probation, perhaps not even Cornette himself. He had made some enemies within the company for being so outspoken and controversial. Some people wanted to distance the company from him. Although there's a debate between whether Cornette's comments should be fused as racist or not, most believe the comment was clearly made in poor taste. This is not the first time, and this is confirming you, Jeff, this is not the first time he's used that exact same phrase but it went underneath the radar. Cornette is promising to address the situation on his weekly podcast, The Cornette Experience, this Friday. You can listen to that show wherever you receive your podcast information. Twitter was asked, I'm sorry, WWE was asked, this is a Twitter post, WWE was asked, to put Cornette in their backstage talk show to discuss the controversy. That's false. Both Paige and Renee Young turned down the offer quickly. Below is an official statement from the National Wrestling Alliance and Billy Corrigan, effective immediately. Jim Cornette has resigned from the National Wrestling Alliance. As an announcer on the November 19th edition of NWA Power, Jim made remarks during a singles match between Nick Aldis and Trevor Murdoch that were both offensive and do not meet the high standards of decency and good faith of the National Wrestling Alliance. To ensure that such an error never happens again, we've established a new procedure of review for all NWA programming going forward, sincerely, Billy Corrigan and David Lagana. All right. All right. All right. Now, Jeff, I got a question for you. I'm here. Myself. You and I, and I want to let people into a little private conversation you and I had. Okay. Okay. You and I had the conversation that we both agree it was clearly in bad taste and clearly offensive. Yep. Whether it was racist or not is not for you and I to say. But you and I do agree that if this program was pre-recorded and had been in the can for two or three months, then clearly somebody from the National Wrestling Alliance production department should clearly have seen it or caught it before it made the air. You would have to assume that they have gone through two or three stages of editing, at least. Including Billy Corgan himself having watched the episode prior to it going on air. Right. Keep in mind, one thing I did not, and me and you did not state, the 
NWA Power had it the original one airing. It wasn't until it came under fire within probably 15 minutes of it airing from yes. the media. And tell everybody what happened. They went, they they immediately released a statement on social media. We're sorry for, uh, you know, an offensive comment that was made by one of our commentators. We have since pulled down, you know, the episode and we were in the process of editing and, and, and reposting. They did this. I all- want everybody to know that what Jeff is saying is absolutely true. Within 10 to 15 minutes, they pulled it. Now issued a statement. Now there. Now here we go, and they got it back up within one hour. They had the episode back up. Yes, they did. Now here, here's what I'm going to say. With the comment removed. Now they muted it out, basically. Yes. Yeah. yeah exactly. Okay. If they were able to do it within that hour time frame, or less than. Yeah. Then they should have heard, should have done, should have taken the precautionary measures beforehand and removed it. If they, and you and I both agree. If they both, if, if, if the company deemed it that unnecessary and that offensive, they should have removed it ahead of time. It wasn't until they came under fire from social media that then they decided to remove it. And at that point, I think is when Jim Cornette said, they, or, or somebody called him and said, look, we we got to do what's best for the company. Cornette, being a wrestling guy, is going to step down and resign instead of digging his heels in and going, nope, I'm going to give them the middle finger, screw them, and yeah. I don't care what kind of fire they come under for me being there. Well, here's my prediction. Tomorrow, on the Jim Cornette experience, he's going to blow it. He's going to blow I, it. I will tell you, he's going to bury Dave Lagana, the producer. Of the show. I will be shocked if he doesn't. Because Dave Lagana is the second in command. Billy Corgan owns the company. Right. But Dave Lagana runs it. Let's be real clear about it. Yeah. No, like I said, I will be shocked if he doesn't. I will be really shocked. And I mean, we know you and I, Jeff, we know Jim Cornette's mindset. I will, and, and here, here's the kicker, and I will say this. When have you ever heard Jim Cornette say, I'm sorry? Never, and, and he is and he's a very opinionated individual, and he's very polarizing, and that's one thing that people love about him or hate about him. Exactly. There's no middle ground, Jeff. You either love the guy or you hate him. And, and, and I'm going to say this, too, about Jim Cornette. Uh, you know, I, I expect him to, to speak his mind, say what he's got to say tomorrow, I expect him to blow the internet wrestling world. I mean, up tomorrow, I will. He's probably going to get the most downloads for this one one single episode than he's ever seen. You know, as far as his podcast goes, yeah. More, I mean, he already hits high numbers between one hundred and fifty to two hundred thousand downloads in a week per oh, episode. Yeah. So he's up there. He's he, he's up there with the big dogs in the podcasting wrestling world. Oh, but, he's arguably the the most downloaded podcast. I would I would venture to say that. I, I mean, I would say besides Conrad's, and and, and I, I think and that's Jericho's, a fair statement. And and Austin and yeah. Jericho's. I mean, I think other than that, I think Jim Cornette is right there with it, and the top five for sure. I mean, yeah, I I think that's a very fair statement. So. Um, it's going to be interesting to see. Well, here's what I was going to, to, to tell our listeners, too, just in case you're not that familiar with Jim Cornette and who he is as a person. From listening to his Jim Cornette experience, which is what he's going to be airing tomorrow, he's got two episodes. One is the drive through where he, he dives more into the history of wrestling and people he's dealt with and, and, and characters in the wrestling world. And then... Right. Experience is kind of his opinion on any and everything out there going on in the world. Exactly. He's a diehard liberal Democrat. He will not. He doesn't lie. He doesn't deny it. He doesn't hide it. Yeah. He he makes no bones about it either. No. And and, and on a, on a, on a, uh, a more personal note, the people who follow our podcast, you will see. Jeff the ref, pictured prominently with his uncle Ivan, and guess who you'll see me with? Who, Jeff? Jim Cornette. Hello. <laughs> you'll see me and Jim Cornette 
taking a picture together. So and, and it's on my web. <laughs> it's, it's on our, our on our website, our podcast. So what else I was going to say was Jim Cornette voted for Obama, a diehard Obama supporter. Oh yeah, clearly. I mean, still thinks that Obama should be president today. Yeah, um, <laughs> you know, he. I'm just what I'm trying to say is. I don't know that he's a racist. I know that a lot of people want to paint that picture. And well, here's why I think that they do it is because they got a Southern bias because he's from Kentucky. And well, I, I don't think, I don't think he's a racist. Now in the interest of full disclosure, uh, and, and people know this, you know, the ECW, uh, hardcore maniac, new Jack, Stayed at my house for a couple days, and yep, we talked yeah. about Jim Cornette. And not one time did I hear New Jack say that Jim Cornette was a racist. Nope. In fact, he thought Jim Cornette was a pretty cool guy. In fact, the whole gangsters gimmick was, was Jim Cornette's idea. That's true. And, and, That's true Cornette, and, and his exact comment to New Jack when New Jack cut his first promo for Smoky Mountain. He said, well, Jim, what do you want me to do? He said, well, look at where we run our shows. All you got to do is go out there and cut a promo to piss off white people. And it's exactly what New Jack did. And now, and Jeff, let's, let's, um, let's keep it on topic. Well, I was, was going to say, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but I was just going to say, that, uh, let's keep it on topic. But I want to I tie this in to Jim Cornette's history of saying the wrong thing at the wrong time. Now. You got a boat full of examples to give everybody of Jim Cornette opening mouth and inserting foot. Let's just kind of like travel down that road just a little bit and then we'll we'll switch gears to Jordan Miles for a bit. Well, I, 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 this is a good one right here that he opened mouth, insert foot. Um, going, going on his podcast and, and pretty much saying he wanted to have Vince Russo show up to a park and wanted to fight him in a no-holds-barred, anything goes. Yeah. I mean, that blew up the internet, you know. he. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the man just... <laughs> Part of me wonders, does he really have that view, or is he in character? Well, let's talk about that. There are people who argue the point that Jim Cornette will work himself into a shoot every time. Now, without mentioning any names, you and I know a guy yep. who has done that. Oh, yeah. Okay? Yep. Uh, we, we won't tell you who he is or where he's from. But Jim Cornette has a history of, for whatever reason, I don't know if he likes the heat. He is certainly a heat-sinking missile, Jeff. You I know that. He cares about the heat. I think he likes it, to be honest about it. I, I really do. I think he I likes mean, it. Let's face it. Is, think about it. What, what is heat? When a wrestler gets heat, what is that? That's the, the, then he, he is being talked about. He's being hurt. Exactly. You know, I if mean. If we're talking about me, it's all good. It, it, everybody wants to come down on Cornette right now because it's kind of the end thing to do because of him being so vocal about AEW and their wrestlers. And those are the fans that probably were the loudest about him in the NWA comment. Absolutely. And, and he's ticked off a whole group of fans. Oh, yeah. AEW diehard loyalist. Why? Because he's working, honestly, working his character angle of being a heel. As he even said it on his podcast, pretty much without coming right out and saying, hey, guys, I'm being a heel character. Hello. When he said... The heat I get right now reminds me of the heat I got back in 86 when I was whooping on Ricky Morton's ass. Right. Yeah, and we all know how that turned out. Well, I mean, bottom line is, is he drew he drew money. That's exactly what I'm talking and, about. And, and now he, he made a boatload of money from it. Here you go. And you ready for this? And now he's drawing listeners to his podcast because of it. And he's making a buttload of money again. Exactly. So he knows. So, who, so who's crazy? I don't think he is. I think it's the fans that, that, you know what? I've said this. If you don't agree with what he says, don't listen to him. Somebody said to me today, is, is Cornette crazy? 
I said, yeah, he's crazy. Crazy like a fox. Yeah. He knows exactly what he's doing. He, he knows. And I think, and I'm going to tell you something, Jeff. You, yeah. can call me, you can call bullshit on me. But I think he did that purposely. I, I think he got fired on purpose or was asked to resign. I think he did that purposely, and I'll tell you why. He doesn't like to travel. No, he has to, to go to Georgia from Kentucky. That ain't far. Yeah, but he don't like leaving his house. You don't know this guy. This guy doesn't like to leave his house. Oh, no, no. He talks about it on his podcast. I mean, it's an oh, yeah. idea to get him That's to go true. Yeah, yeah. The no, other he, thing uh, is, let's talk about the Cornet Loyalist. He's got a army, man. He, 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 when he talks about the Cornet Army, he really does. Yeah. You know, his army reminds me a lot of Russo's. I mean, both of them are very divisive, but they're both extremely loyal to Cornette and to Vince Russo. I mean, By the I mean, way, the yeah. newest member of our family here, yes, sir, is marvelous Mike Messier, who is very dear friends with Vince Russo. And we're going to plug Vince Russo. I can't believe I'm doing that, but I'm going to. They listen to our very own Mike Messier on Vince Russo's The Brand. On the Realm Network. I cannot believe I just plugged Vince Russo in the Realm Network. So Mike on the Realm. He's yeah, he's close with Vince. Yeah. I didn't know that he was uh doing shows with him or, or oh, yeah. oh yeah, he's been friends with, with Vince for a No, what while. does he do with Vince? Just wondering. Yeah, he does a um uh, a um movie. It's kind of like a video blog he does where he offers his opinions and Okay. You know, you know, Mike. He's got an opinion about everything. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, um, I mean, you, you know, I, I, Vince is just that polarizing figure, and I'm kind of with you on my feelings about him and the wrestling world and and whatever. But I believe that you had read it and you were reading it to me or told me earlier, and, and I, I'll let you go ahead because I don't remember exactly what it was. But Mark Henry, what did he say about the whole cornet? Okay. Mark Henry cites a wrestler named Joe Dickey. Okay. That's the promo. He's the one who cut that promo about strapping the chicken to your neck and driving through Ethiopia. Now, he was an enhancement guy, so he may have even cut it in the back and Cornette heard it and picked it up and ran with it or whatever. Or he may have seen it on an old tape or a video. Who knows where he heard it, but he took it from a guy named Joe Dickey. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, here's the thing. And I want to talk about that for a second. Uh-huh. Jim Cornette has incredible recall. Mm -hmm. He's such a wrestling junkie. He can remember things that he saw one time and recall it. Uh, kind of like you. Yes. Like recall it verbatim. He's got a head for the, that kind of thing. Yeah. And that's why we love having you here because you're like, I call you the guru. I'm a sponge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we need that sponge. <laughs> so don't go anywhere. Yeah. Now, here's the thing, though. But getting back to that, but if you're a guy who has that kind of recall and you absorb like that, yeah, that's going to come out. It's yeah. going to come out. You're going to use it as your own. You might borrow it. You might steal it. Yeah. Okay, it's not the first time, you know, that people have stopped. Let's give you an example. You know, we, you know, Gorilla Monsoon, the late Gorilla Monsoon, rest his soul, had some amazing and colorful expressions. Yes, sir. Okay, you're hearing guys now use what they call monsoonisms. You do, or JRisms? Exactly. Exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah, by God. He's yeah, been yeah. in half. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, Jeff, how many guys have claimed, you know, slobber knocker as their own? Well, there you go. I mean, even even CM Punk, when he came back, borrowed from Roddy Roddy Piper when he said, uh, you know, he, uh, his comment when he looked in the camera and, and uh, he said, just when do you think you got all the answers, I changed the questions. Exactly. And, and and, and um, Piper said, you know, pretty, it was pretty much the exact same thing. Punk changed yeah. a little bit of it, but anyway. Yeah, Piper's so, other famous one was, you don't throw rocks at a man carrying a machine gun. 
I came here to chew bubble gum and I'm all out of it. I came here to chew bubble gum and kick ass and I'm all out of bubble gum. Right. Yeah. <laughs> now from the movie they live. Yeah, there you go. This guy Dickie, the Joe Dickey guy. Put it in, in context of why would Mark Henry even have mentioned about it? Because he's a black man. Hello. Yeah. So a black man came up with the original comment. Yes. I I think enough is said. Moving right along. And there we go. Let's uh, talk about another black man. Yes. That's uh, that's very happy today. Yeah. Jordan Miles. Still ACH. Still was stupid about it anyway, but go ahead. Okay, well, I'm going to go there because I got his his quote here too. Yeah, yeah. Both we got to give got to give equal time. Yeah, no, go ahead, quote it. All right. Uh, ACH, the man formerly known as Jordan Miles, has received his release from World Wrestling Entertainment. ACH posted a photo of himself signing some paperwork, and if you zoom in on what he is signing, it looks like. He's covering what appears to be the WWE logo at the right hand top of the paperwork. Miles followed up with a tweet that read, hey, at Vince McMahon, you can't hold me down no more. This is for the wrestling culture. Another thing that strongly points to his exit is the fact that he's already booked for an independent show, Heavy Metal Wrestling in San Antonio, Texas advertising him for tomorrow night yeah. for anyone who hasn't been following the story ACH took offense to a t-shirt that depicted what appears to be blackface WWE immediately took down the t-shirt and people in the company were adamant that the shirt design was not intended nor meant to be racist in any way and the shirt was pulled immediately no t-shirts were sold there you go miles has been ripping the company on twitter for months feeling that it was a matter of time before he would be out since he started to be let go and the situation was toxic on both sides it would have been difficult for wwe to maintain him on board and that comes from Dave Meltzer. Yep. Um, man. So. I, I know that me and Mike. Where do we, where do we, I know it's a, you know, it's, it's interesting because we were talking about a white man and a black man, but guess what, Jeff? Both stories are eerily similar. They are, and, and, and here's, I know me and Mikey, we somewhat addressed this whole ACH thing uh, about a week ago when we were talking about it. In my own opinion, he went about everything in the very most stupid, idiotic, wrong way that you could. I get why he did it. He was he was making a play to get himself fired. He really was a released. And that's absolutely, absolutely. And, I, I wholeheartedly agree. But the way the way that he went about it, he should never. I mean, to, to call Vince McMahon out, to call Triple H out, and call them racist, and say, you know, I'm doing this. And basically, he 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 said in one of his tweets, I'm doing it for 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 you know my people and 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 that kind of. I mean, he's trying to make himself out to be some kind of martyr. Yeah, he's not. And 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 you know, he's trying to make himself out to be a martyr for the the Black American community. And trying to make it almost like that WWE is a racist company, and yet they have, I mean, this isn't the 1970s or even the 80s. You, you show yeah. me one. I mean, you know, I Jeff, I'll say a lot of things about WWE, and you know I'm not their strongest advocate, but I right. will tell you this. I, the one thing I won't call them is racist. Nope. I, I, I mean, have that's the one thing I, I will not call WWE. You know, Jeff, let me bring something to your attention. You probably already know this. Yeah. Because you are the guru. You know everything. Um, but when it comes to Jordan Miles, ACH, 
it was said that, let's see, this is now November. It was said that back in late October, early September, that he asked for his release from NXT and was denied. Yeah. yeah. The, now, if you hear the argument on both sides, the argument was that they created this T-shirt for him to keep him on board, thinking it would be something good for him. Look, I got you got your own T-shirt. Uh, now that, that, that I don't know about. I mean, this I will say. I did hear that he had asked for his res, res or asked for his resignation. They wouldn't give it to him. He was in the middle of a push. And the why? That's a very good point. Why would you, if you know the company is pushing you, why would you ask to be let go? I think, in his mind. And he just signed a new contract too. Well, here, no, here, here it is. I think in his, he got it in his mind like a few of the others that have asked for their releases that are only mid carters at most. And I'm talking your Sankara and others that we've been hearing about over the last couple of weeks. And that right, yes. here's the deal. I think that they were thinking, oh, I can go to AEW, ply my craft, and I'm going to make just as much or more money over there. Yeah. And therefore, if I ask for my resignation, maybe I'll get it. And otherwise, I'm going to act out so I can get my resignation. Yeah. Here's my take on all that. Do not blow the bridge up on your way out. Well, you know. You ask for your resignation. They don't want to give it to you. Cool. You want to pay me to sit my, my butt at home? Yeah. Fine. So be it. I'll heal up old injuries. I'll go on vacation with my family. I'll enjoy being a dad for once to my kids. I'll enjoy putting my kids on and off the bus, going to school with them, and, and being a part of my wife's life for once in my life. Yeah, you know, when I was growing up, because I'm a little older than you, but I was growing up, we heard an expression, be careful of the bridges you burn. You may have to cross them once again. There you go. That's my point. Don't blow the fucker up on your way out. Well, you know, and in the wrestling business, it's it's a small, tight-knit business. Let's be honest, okay? There are three major players now, but yeah, there are yeah. a lot of smaller groups. Basically, and I'm not going to say, I'm not going to put down the smaller groups and I, because I support these smaller groups. When we're done, I want to give late-breaking news from ROH. Okay. Uh, and, and I support these smaller groups. But unless you've got television, nobody really cares. Amen. Are they are they great to go see at your local rec center? Yes. Will you pay 15 or 20 bucks to go see them at the armory? Absolutely. Yep. But there's no TV. Okay, Amen. now, Gordon Miles signed the contract, a new contract. He's got worldwide, think about this, Jeff. Worldwide recognition. Worldwide recognition. His face is all over the world. Yep. On television. On big TV. Okay? Yep. Why on earth would you blow that kind of ride? I would I mean, I, I don't know why he was even remote. I don't know. Okay, I will say this. He did dive into at one point. Somebody said, are you crazy or are you depressed? You know, are you dealing with mental issues? And he did say he has mental health issues that he deals with. That uh, yeah, I heard that. And that and I, I didn't I do not want to go down that. But that's a rabbit hole that I'm not even prepared to go to. No, I'm not either. But I'll say that being said, who's to say that where's his mind frame? And, uh, you know, yeah, at, I get. Yeah, we'll leave I, it at that. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Now, Yeah. The, the, this, the, to wrap up this whole ACH thing, I don't think WWE was racist. I don't think that they were in the wrong in any way, shape, or form. I think that he has gone about it. Jordan Miles has gone about it wrong as far as how he wanted to get his release. And I think because of that, you, he's not going to get touched by AEW because Tony Khan isn't going to... He's going to Tony Khan's going to look at him as being a possible locker room disturber and you don't want that with a brand new yeah bed. a shit stirrer let's just yeah, call it what it is yeah you don't want a shit stirrer in your locker room especially when you're brand new and you don't really even have probably i mean jericho i'm sure is a locker room leader cody's a locker room leader dustin the locker room leader but 
you don't want a shit story either back there and have to make them deal with that at this time in, uh, of the game. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, and I don't even think that where he, which he he was in ROH, he burned that bridge by, I mean, he, he straight up called their, what they're one of ROH's primary players is uh, Jay Lethal, and he called him an Uncle Tom. I heard that. So, talk about inappropriate behavior. There you go. And, and, and then he deleted it and was like, "Oh well, he he knows what I'm talking about." Blah blah blah. And anyway, point being, he should never. I mean, he's gonna. I I will be surprised if I see him at AEW or even ROH. Now, I, I don't the, think you'll have to worry about that. I really here, don't. Here, here is the ROH breaking news. All right, go for it. They have released their women's champion, Kelly Klein. Here is what the kicker is. Um, this is breaking now as we're speaking. Yeah, she is... The, the wife of the wrestler BJ Whitmer, um, Joe Koff, uh, the owner of ROH, or he's the COO. Um, he, he took to Twitter, confirmed that she had been let go. But she is dealing with post concussion syndrome right now. Uh, and they fired her. Oh, Lord. I, I see lawsuit all over the place. She she had she had wrote a letter to or an email to Joey Mercury, ask and she mentioned you know her 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 problems that they didn't have a concussion protocol there, right? That they you know did not you know say hey don't you need to come off the road? It was on her own to say it. The women there are only making twenty five thousand across the board. Don't they no no more no less. Well, back up, back up. Yep, you're telling me that. Sinclair Broadcasting is only paying their women twenty five thousand a year. Yep. You got to be ribbing me, right? I'm not. And what are the men making? Who knows? I mean, they're probably making. I, I would assume. Well, I'll just say her husband, B.J. Whitmer. I would assume is probably making about sixty, seventy grand a year. I mean, you're talking to ROH. They're not going to be paying the millions or. I mean, you may make a couple hundred grand at most if you're a top dog. Well, somebody like Jay Lethal's got to be pulling down a buck fifty two hundred uh, at least. At least, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm getting at. You know, like yeah, they they. I mean, they they got very. They don't even have a, a big T-shirt base. You know what I okay, mean? Okay, now Jeff, what do you know about uh, ROH's uh, concussion protocol? They don't have one. It's straight up. Oh, so they knew that she was dealing with the. Concussion with the concussion and con and post concussion syndrome. Syndrome, yeah. And then they turn around and they they release her, and knowing that she's dealing with this, it is not wow. that's that a huge black mark on a company that is struggling right now that need does oh, not. Oh God, need, yeah. They don't need to come under. I mean, and Joey well, they Mercury, can't afford any bad press because they can't afford any press. Right. And Joey Mercury has said that there is more to the email than that he that she sent him for him to release if she wants him to. Okay. I don't know what else is in there, and but is that is that at the Mercury's discretion? I, I think it's at her discretion on when she tells him to let it all out. Okay. Fair enough. And Joey and the reason why Joey Mercury is sitting on it and he got fired, but he was an executive uh, uh Behind the scenes um, agent at our right, and then they let him go. Now Joe Coff, as I know, is the I believe he may be the owner. See, he's the COO. Kerry Silken, I believe. Oh, Kerry Silken's the owner. I, well, Sinclair is the overall owner, but I think Kerry Silken is the president, and then Joe Coff is the COO of. Gotcha. Okay. I don't know all yeah, the I'm not I'm real familiar with Ring of Honor. I'll be honest. I'm not familiar that familiar with their behind the scenes going on. You know, more yeah. I, I, I watch their product when it when I remember that it's on my TV. Yeah. Um, because we, we've gone into that. They're, they're airing times and, and, and that hurts them overall, too. But yeah, I, I mean, th this right there, th this could 
I'm not going to say be a final nail in the coffin, but it's not going to. This is a huge. It's, it's certainly run. not going to. It, it's not going to bode well for them. I can tell you that. Nope. nope. And I would expect in the next few days you're going to see a shitstorm coming from this. Well, you know, let's let's keep our eyes on that one. I'm yeah. I'm curious. You know, it's because we just. I think just in the last six months, in fact, we just settled the last. WWE concussion lawsuit um, and they basically the WWE basically won all of them they're, they're going to continue to win because that okay I, I'll, I'll dive into that really quick and I could dive into this because I did I, I did know knowledge from Uncle Ivan about the whole concussion lawsuit because he was briefly, was Ivan part of that lawsuit briefly briefly Okay. I, I will get into this. This is what I could tell everybody, and I would disclose it. Okay, what it was, he wasn't originally part of the original even 30 or 40 that had joined up on the original one. Right. And Blackjack Mulligan, before he died, Blackjack went to Uncle, and he said, hey, would you be willing to get in on this lawsuit? Yeah. It would help to have your name added to it, add name value. Yeah, sure. Uncle said, I don't agree with it. I don't know that I even had any concussions while I worked for the WWE. He right. said, I could yeah. have, but you're talking back in the 1960s, 70s, and early 80s. And he said, so who's to say when or where I suffered any concussions? And But he said, because you're my best friend or one of my best friends in the business, BJ, yeah. meaning by Jack Mulligan, I'll do the favor. I'll join the lawsuit. By him joining said lawsuit, he pretty much shot himself of ever getting a chance to get into the Hall of Fame. But the day that Blackjack died, the day after, Uncle contacted the lawyer for the, the concussion lawsuit and said, withdraw my name from it. I do not want to be associated with it. And he emailed and wrote a formal letter. Okay. He wrote, emailed, and called Triple H and Vince McMahon and said, I am no longer part of this. I did it out of loyalty to Blackjack. Yeah. I, I, I'm not, you know, I don't agree with it. Right. I, hope, I, I, I would hope that you guys can understand my loyalty to one of my best friends. Sure, of course. And, and, that, and left it at that. Now, that lawsuit, here's why, and here's why WWE will continue to win. How no one wrestler that is a part of that lawsuit can ever say, I only wrestled for the WWF or WWE. Absolutely. And that being said, they will lose every time because all that all the WWF lawyers got to say is, "Did you wrestle in any other place other than the WWF?" As it's soon as they say, "Yeah, it's over," case closed. Because exact because did you suffer any chair shots over the head while you were wrestling for the NWA Crockett? Well, of yeah. You did. Who's to say you didn't have a concussion then? Well, exactly. Look, here's the bottom line. You know, uh, well, okay, since we're, we're disclosing information, in the interest of full disclosure, uh, I knew Vito LaGrasso, Big Vito. Yep. Okay, I did a couple shows with him, and we've discussed his CTE and the concussion lawsuit. <laughs> and, you know, and Vito, he was a part of that lawsuit. Yep. And he lost because as soon as he, well, let's be honest about it. Before he came to WWE, he was in ECW. He was in. Thank you very much. Exactly. So and he was in WCW, and and ECW. I don't have to tell you, Jeff. You know. No, I mean that was a hardcore chair shots. Anything and everything goes over your head. Exactly. You I mean, if you didn't have a concussion tonight, it would probably have been amazing. Um, it's probably yeah, why so it, it was pretty well a non-starter. That, you know, you figured that you knew where that lawsuit was going to go. Yeah, I mean, and I, I, that to me was nothing more than a cash grab by a bunch of wrestlers who could not or have not gotten employed by the WWE or gotten the love from Vince in a while. And there's another argument being made that these guys are looking for one last run. Well, I, I, every wrestler until the day they die think that they still got a run in them. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> said he's like, I'm cleared to wrestle if they ever want to put me in the ring again. Brother, you're 71 years old. <laughs> you're done. I love you, but you're done. 
Exactly. I mean, Hogan has said he doesn't want his last match to have been in TNA. Well, you made that decision, motherfucker. Exactly. Sorry. Yeah. And, and yes, unfortunately, his back is in such bad shape. He's had 10 surgeries. Jeff, I saw a video today. Yeah. Of the, uh, the famous uh, bar incident where the fan confronts Hulk. I oh, saw yeah. that video, and Hulk looked like an old man. He he does. He does look like he does for real. Look like an old man. He cannot stand up straight. He's probably right now six foot two, six foot three, where he was six foot eight, legit. Yeah. 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 But he's had so many back operations. He lost l legit for a shoot. Four inches to five inches off of his height. I mean, I saw he, he posted a picture on Instagram of the hardware in his back. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, ma'am, brother, let me tell you that it wow, wow, wow. I don't know how, I mean, how could you not be in pain, bro? Let me tell you something that hardware, I have it every day, every day, every day. I have that hardware, right? It's called a gill cage. Okay. That's the procedure they do. It's called the Gill procedure. Well, I mean, you know, Hogan, Jimmy Hart said, uh, he said, uh, Hogan told him, and Hogan has now been quoted many a time saying he wishes he never did the leg drop as a finisher and he had done a sleeper hold and he was still been wrestling today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm hmm. But, uh, yeah, because he's got another run in him, right? Hey, he's ready to go. He, he wants one more, too. I mean, and it's like, <laughs> Jeff is choking everyone. <laughs> yeah, try not to die. Um, don't die on the air, please. Yeah, here. But what I was gonna say is, there is something to be said, even on an indie level. Yeah, you hear that pop, and you walk sure. through that curtain, and even myself, I can say there's nothing like hearing or having a good a night of wrestling with the electricity in the air. And, of course. And so I get it. I get them having that drive to want more. Oh, I understand that. I know what it's like to walk on a stage and have an audience applaud you. I know that. So, I mean, and you're right. I think with these guys with the concussion lawsuit, we'll, we'll tie it all the way back in, and then we can wrap it up for the night. But... I think what it is is they all want one more run or they feel like they deserve one more. Vince isn't willing to give it to them, so it's okay. Well, Vince, you're the big-time billionaire. You owe us some money. We need to get paid now. And you're looking at guys from the 80s who haven't seen a wrestling ring since the 90s, in all honesty. Yeah, sure. And they're going, Well, my, my argument's more basic and a lot more simple. What's that? And it's, it comes down to simple economics. If you took care of your money when you had it, you wouldn't have to kill yourself in your 60s and 70s. I, I mean, and they can't depend on Daddy Vince, but so much to keep on giving them a handout. Why do you think all of these older wrestlers are all doing podcasts now? Because they think that they still have some name draw. Well, some and guess what? And I got news for you, brother. The only guys that are making money are Austin, Jericho, Conrad Thompson. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and a few of the older guys, Arn Anderson. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's the top, that's the top of the echelon there. Everybody else we're we're playing, okay, we're down here. Can we get what's dangling? You're right. <laughs> I got news for you. For shoot. Yeah. Our podcast is doing better numbers than some of these guys. I, I believe it. I believe it. Look at our I, downloads. Our, no, our downloads prove it. And as we have said, we are the hottest rising podcast out there. And we will continue to be. Why? Exactly. We put out things like tonight where we're, we're up to date on what's going on in the wrestling world. Yeah, because people are going to hear things on this podcast they won't hear on other podcasts. There you go. And, and I, we're not afraid to speak our mind or our, our opinion and let it be heard. Well, we are self-contained and self-produced, and I own everything. I own Jeff. I own his life. I 
I no, signed, but here, I mean, you know, I didn't realize the ten-year contract that I signed with you was really signing it with the devil. But still, you see these horns? They're holding up my halo. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, let's go ahead. Well, not yet. Wait a minute. Now we got oh, a couple. Oh. We got some housekeeping to do. Oh, you're right. Okay, my you, bad. You, you got to you got to plug Vanguard. Yes, I will. I will all the time, always. Go to vcw-wrestling.com to get your tickets for the next coming upcoming show, December the 7th in Norfolk, Virginia, live at the Masonic Temple at 7.30 is the bell time. However, at 5.30, he will be appearing, the one, the only, Mr. Bang Bang himself, Mick Foley, also known as Cactus Jack, Mankind or Dude Love. Whichever persona you prefer, he will be there live and in person. You can catch him. Or you can also go to uh, see Vanguard on uh, Facebook, there at Vanguard Championship Wrestling, and look them up. And look them up on YouTube. I encourage you to look them up on YouTube and watch any of their videos. You like old school, you'll love any one of the matches that they, they, they put up there. I mean, anyway, that being said, looking forward to that show. That's in two weeks. Two weeks, everybody. Yep. You got your chance to meet Mick Foley. And let me put a little plug in for my friend Jaden. And he's the promoter of Dog Championship Wrestling, NWA Dog, the Dangerous Adrenaline Wrestling Gladiators. And their show is coming up December the 28th in Glassboro, New Jersey at the Max Fit Center. It's Hero for the Holidays, J.J. Dillon, Tatanka, Flying Brian Pillman Jr., Breaker Morant. Uh, the Old School Empire, and that's uh, Patch and Big Vinny the Fixer. They will be there. I love those guys. They make me laugh my ass off. Old School. These two guys in their 50s, they're fucking hilarious. The great Even better. Even better. So check them out. The NWA Dog. Just find their website. They're all over the place. Now, as for us, Wrestling with the Future can be seen on YouTube at Wrestling with the Future. Just search us in the, in the search box. And, and Twitch TV, just search us. And you'll find our pretty faces You, if you want to look at us. And if you can't stand to look at us and just want to hear us, well, you can do that on Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Google Play. And if that's not enough for you, you can listen uh, in the uh, the fillings in your teeth by Carrier Pigeon, <laughs> by, uh, by, by Infrared Remote Control. <laughs> You'll find us everywhere. Yes, sir. We, we, like, we like to say on the road, on the go, and in your car. We're not very far. That's true. That's true. So... For Jeff the Ref, this is Psychic Angelo. Happy wrestling, everybody. Goodbye, oh, everybody. before we say goodbye, before we say goodbye, I can't oh, do that yet. My, I'm sorry. Stay with us. Next week, we have a huge, a huge guest. Yes. He's the associate producer of The Wrestler, starring Mickey Rourke. And he is the producer of the film 350 Days. I would recommend watching 350 Days to anybody if you want to. Hear oh my God, what a great movie. Super movie. So His yeah. name is Evan Ginsberg, and I've known Evan for probably almost 20 years. And we had a mutual friend, the late Nicole Bass. And uh, Evan will talk about Nicole, I'm sure, because he always does. And uh, that's 350 Days. It's a great, great movie. A lot of those guys aren't with us anymore. No, and no. Evan captured some of the, the most rare wrestling film footage you'll ever find. You have people like Blackjack Mulligan, Jimmy Snuka, Bret Hart, uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine. Um, Superstar. Uh, yeah, Ox Baker. Oh, and our friend Mike Messier <laughs> has a film. Yeah, uh, about Ox Baker called One of the Boys. I'm going to plug Mike Messier. One of the Boys. <laughs> the Ox Baker story. Uh, but next week, yes, Evan Ginsberg will be with us. 
Uh, it will not be a video show, however, ladies and gentlemen. It will be an audio-only episode. Okay. So, next week, Evan Ginsberg, and we got him for the whole night. So, Jeff. Wait, 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 wait. Go ahead. I've had a couple phone calls, to, or a couple messages today. We've been working on getting a couple guests. Somebody who will be appearing, I'm going to give a heads up. Yes. We will see. And it's not even a big name, but... A very dear friend of mine, my childhood best friend from the third grade, who grew up with me watching my wrestling, knows my wrestling the days, and can tell some good Jeff the Ref stories. We'll just say that. Oh, I want to hear them. <laughs> he, and he's getting ready to have a show um, that's going to be coming out on PBS um, that's been picked up. So we'll be talking to him about that show along with, again, like I said, he's going to give a little bit of dive into my uh, childhood growing up and being and my understanding is I'm going to give I'm going to a little spoiler alert he's going to talk a little bit about my realm yes oh yes yeah 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 oh yeah. No, that's another guest that's an, a oh, one. another one I want to tell everybody that I put something out on Facebook today uh, in, and I want to plug this group it's called Wrestling Fans it's a private group yep. on Facebook so Jeff and I both belong to it. If you're invited. Yep. And Mike Messier is a is a member of the group. Well, I put a uh, a post up today and we'll tell everyone. Said if you were a guest on the podcast, what would you like to discuss? And I had some interesting commentary. So we're gonna actually have some real fans as guests on the show. I've got no problem doing that. And so that that's going to be an interesting thing. One said, I want to talk about the current state of the, the wrestling product. I had another guy say, I want to talk about the 80s. Ooh. And I actually had one woman that commented, and she says, I just want to talk about everything. Oh, I'm going to put this out there. Baby doll, if you happen to hear this, we want you on here. Something bad. Um, oh, Absolutely. Nicola, I'll be I'll be nice to you, call you Nicola, but I give you the respect of calling you baby doll first and foremost. That's and if anyone knows Enzo Amore, yes, tell him Angelo was looking for him. Yeah. <laughs> he told to come. And on I want him on my show because I don't want to have to come to Bergen, New Jersey, to get him. Well, everybody, you can find us also on Twitter. Yes, at Wrestling, Wrestling Future on yep. Twitter, we are. Available there 24-7 because Jeff never sleeps. I really and, don't. And you can also inbox us on Facebook. You can direct message us on Twitter. You can find us at Wrestling with the Future at Yahoo.com uh, and at gmail.com. Wrestling with the future at gmail.com. So there's no excuse not to get a hold of us. There you go. We're on Gmail and Yahoo. And you All can right. find us on Facebook. At Wrestling with the Future, and we don't have an Instagram, and I don't think I want one. I don't think we can handle it. I yeah, I did. We got too much going on now, brother. We're gonna have to find one of those millennial type kids that can handle our, our social media accounts. I know. Us. Yeah, I got to hire a secretary for you or something. <laughs> well, hold up. Are are we gonna share her or? Uh... No, this is just to get you on the podcast on time. <laughs> oh. That's a running joke with Jeff the Ref and myself. Yes, it is. That is. He's never on time, always. I'm going to call you the late Jeff. I, I, <laughs> you know, I, I swear, we, we just need to quit speaking into the universe of what time we're going to do it, and then maybe we could actually be on time about it. But uh, I know, right? Well, you know, <laughs> look, we, we go whenever. Yeah, we do. I mean, and when we say whenever, I don't care. If you, if you want to contact us, come on here, and you want to do it 2 in the morning, if you got something good to talk about, by all means, we'll be here at 2 in the morning. I'll find a way to be here. Absolutely. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. Uh, and, oh, yes. And Rico Constantino has confirmed okay. that he will be with us. Right. So, we're just trying to get his schedule worked out. Yeah, Rico yeah. gave us a definite. Yeah. We will also have Bulldozer Matt Tremont from CZW. And the guy who you're talking about from your realm, his name is uh, Rafael Savino, and he oh, a nice Italian guy. Yeah, uh, he's yeah, yeah. And uh, hey, I got a paisan to talk to. That's good. 
and, and he he's uh and he will be coming um he, he's a uh, he does security with me so but he's he, a ghost hunter and he's also a ghost hunter as well so that's going to be a fun episode it is because he's been my right hand man for probably the last five to six years and, and he's uh, a big wrestling fan huge um yeah so we're going to talk about all that stuff yeah yeah so well we, let's uh let's just tell everybody we'll sign off again so yeah. for jeff the ref <laughs> psychic angelo here happy wrestling we'll see you next week everybody goodbye Bye -bye. everybody